Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and today, I uh, buckle up, people, because I think today is going to be like I, I've been talking so much about technology and 2021, and I've got one of those guys on today that is a tech. I want to call him a tech guru. That and I, I read, I read his stuff. Uh, on LinkedIn. I think of him as somebody that I would ask questions of. He is involved at such a high level with so many agencies as it relates to technology. He is the chief technology officer for Renaissance Alliance, Mr. Michael Freilich. Michael, welcome to the program. Hi, Rick. Uh, thanks for that lovely intro. Great to be here. <laughs> no, and I, I'm, I'm serious. Like you, Michael, you know, we've had a relationship for a while and you know that I'm a fan. Uh, and, and I said something when we were talking before we started, which I think is really important. Our industry is obviously filled with people that are insurance people. Well, I consider Michael now to be one of us, now to be an insurance person, but he's still mm -hmm. tech first. And I think that's what's great about his perspective. And some of the things we're going to learn today, some of it'll sound like, oh, I've heard it, blah, blah, blah. But when you start hearing it over and over and you start hearing it from people like Michael Freilich, you know that it's time for you to start not only listening, but starting to use some of that information to change the way you think, to change the way you, you, you move and to change the way you run your business. So before we start, Michael, I just want you to kind of give everybody the, you know, the, the Reader's Digest version of your journey. And how, how did we get here? How are, how are you the CTO at Renaissance? And, and what did that journey look like? Thanks, Rick. Uh, appreciate that. Um, and I'm excited to be here and talk about uh, all of these issues that are, have become you know, really uh, close to my heart. So uh, I started my career at Accenture. Uh, and my very first project was building uh, an agency sales system for one of the big carriers. Um, and uh, this was my introduction to insurance. I had just come off uh, a, a computer engineering degree. Uh, and I did this uh, building of sales systems for a few years uh, and decided I wanted to stop building stuff and start help help leaders understand what should be built, why something should be built. I transitioned into the strategy group uh, at Accenture and, and really focused my efforts on this area between the carriers and independent agents, how to improve relationships, incentives, tools, all of this kind of thing. And during that time, there was a narrative in the industry and really, uh, I should say in the consulting world that the, the independent agent was going away. Uh, McKinsey wrote a big paper about this. Uh, this narrative uh, was all over uh, the halls of Accenture. Uh, and it was around that time I met uh, Kevin Callahan, who's mm -hmm. now the CEO yep. of Renaissance. Yep. Uh, and he really enlightened me and he enlightened my colleagues that this narrative uh, is a false one. And that when you look at what's happening on the ground, when you look at market share numbers, when you look at really look at the strategies of companies like Progressive, um, that this is not true. And uh, this uh, line of thinking really resonated with me, partly because it was contrarian and I, and I like that, uh, <laughs> and partly because, you know, it, 
partly because it's true. Right. Um, and, you know, what grew out of this was uh, Kevin and I and a few other colleagues working on this idea of building an agency growth engine, building a platform that would empower independent agencies uh, and empower them to, to grow. Um, this idea that they are really the most valuable part of mm -hmm. the insurance value chain, you know, how can we uh, amplify that? Yeah. Um, uh, we uh, worked with other firms uh, uh, to partner. All of this uh, ended up kind of falling through. I'll fast forward uh, six or seven years um, through a period of my life where I was uh, commuting to Sydney, Australia from Chicago. Mm -hmm. I nearly moved, moved to Australia. Uh, and um, in 2018, uh, Kevin, along with, with Bob Bondi, who's the president uh, of Renaissance, were involved in an in investment uh, in Renaissance from Long Arc Capital. Uh, they hired me after that to be the CTO. Um, uh, and in some sense, sort of bringing the band back together after yeah. the work that we had done uh, at, at Accenture. And, and since then, uh, you know, I've been working to bring this vision of, of the agency growth engine to life. Um, you know, Renaissance is, uh, is an agency network. So agents can become part of, of Renaissance and, and they get access to markets, business services and tools. Um, when I got there, I built an engineering team from scratch. Uh, we took some of the software there that was really proof of concept software and gone about expanding it, rewriting almost all of it, uh, making it scalable and building this suite of tools that help independent agents grow. Well, and I think what's great, uh, Michael, you mentioned Renaissance uh, again there, as I did, and if, I'm assuming probably almost everybody has heard of Renaissance in, in the concept of the network, you know, from past my past life that I'm a big fan of networks and the additional horsepower that they can add to agencies, sort of the one plus one equals 47 in my, you know what I mean? Like there's this, <laughs> this this thing that you can get as an as a as a small to midsize even large in, uh, independent agency, with with that with that additional horsepower that you get from being part of a network and Renaissance is right at the top of that list of of forward thinking tech tech forward just just all the right things to you know to your point that 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 what I think is a misnomer that the independent agent is going away. That's true, but I would only, I would only caveat that with the way you used to be an independent agent is going away and you must sort of adapt to the new world um, and, and start adopting technology in the way that you work. So, so I want to kind of, I want to kind of get your take on adoption of new tech the changes in that, mm. what's happening in the marketplace. Again, from Michael's perspective, Michael's talking to agencies, whether they're his, mostly probably your own network, you can tell us, but he's talking to agencies all the time. So his perspective is not, this is what we do at this one thing. It's, this is what all of these other best of breed type agencies are doing and how they're changing. So what, what does the new tech look like? Like the thinking, the changes and, and adoption of all those things. So, Rick, thanks for asking that. This uh, adoption question is uh, a tricky one, and it's something that I knew was difficult uh, coming into this job. Um, it's hard at big companies. It's perhaps even harder at, at small companies. Um, we've done some things at Renaissance to try to uh, address this. 
one of these things is uh, you know building an agency growth partner team that works hand in glove with our agencies to try to you know embed this technology uh, that we're building into our to our agents. Uh, there's another piece of this though that I think is about uh, really understanding what it is that the tech is intended to to do for you. Um, understanding how it, it can benefit you. Um, there are uh, times where, you know, I'll be working with an agent and uh, they have this aha moment uh, when they're working with uh, data or with a tool. Um, that aha moment is they discover that this piece of data or this tool makes them money. <laughs> and it's when this- Go figure, <laughs> yeah, go figure. It's true. Uh, and, and it's when this happens, right, that they're, they're a total convert. Um, right. they, they realize that, oh, when that data appears to me, when this alert comes up, if I take this new action that I wasn't taking before, it will result in growth. Um, and so this happens, right? Uh, agents use our tools, they see it, they, and they, they, they make this connection, right, between the data and, and revenue. The, the trick then is, so how do you engineer that experience that some agents are having at scale? That's really the question, right? right? right. How do you uh, enable uh, uh, everyone on the ground to sort of have that ex experience? And, and that's, that's really what we're trying to solve. And there's, there's lots of ways around doing that, right? I mentioned the growth partners. There's obviously communication and, and training and, and the like. Um, and I think another big part of this, and this is where sort of tech comes in, into play, is is actually building software that's really well designed. Mm -hmm. Because when software is well designed, that's when people respond to it, right? When it works the way you think it should work, when it's intuitive. Um, and that's been a, a real guiding principle in what we've been trying to do. So, so Michael, I, I think. I think you're spot on. You know, you know, you and I are on the same page as it relates to how we how we turbocharge the the experience that that customers have uh, as it relates to their their relationship with their independent agent. Um, but just to circle back around to adoption, because uh, I don't think mm -hmm. anybody that listens to me or listens to you or you know is on any other reading any information anywhere that's hearing you know tech 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 you got to change you got to be this you got to do that the data is important the automation is important you know all of these things i don't think anybody's going now that's a bad idea but i think a lot of people are thinking well we're we're doing fine like we're 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 you know it ain't broke we don't need to fix it i think is sort of a mentality that i think a lot of people are stuck in I, I'm just as hard as hard as I can charging toward you need to change, you need to, to adapt, you need to evolve as agencies. But at the same time, you know, that pushback is how, how do we get them to adopt? How do we get them, like you said, the aha moment? If you're just listening to you and I talk right now, you're one of our listeners. Um, and they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then they go back and they've got a meeting in five minutes and they get on it and they just go on to the next thing. Mm. How do we adopt? How do we get people to adopt to this? Like what's the, what's the kind of the triggers or the, like the, the, the path? So when I uh, 
spoke earlier about this false narrative about the independent agency, which I, I think is true. That is not to say that there aren't problems, right? Which I think is the point you're, you're getting at, right? Yeah. Um, they, yeah. There are uh, issues around um, around this. Uh, and, um, you know, I think uh, there are a few things that come with adoption. One is uh, being open to it, right? Being open to change. Mm -hmm. um, there is a bit of uh, inertia, I think, when it comes to, to change. There is a bit of it, if, if it's not broken, don't fix it, uh, you know, yeah. th that exists. Um, and, uh, and so there is some bit that is, you know, just be open. Um, uh, just as an example, right, Renaissance has a mobile app called Arno. Uh, uh, it takes 30 seconds or less to flip open Arno and look to see if you have any lost accounts from yesterday, right? Look mm -hmm. to see if there are any issues. Um, uh, that is a tiny little activity that you know, actually can result in, in more money, right? Uh, saving lost customers, cross-selling, this kind of thing. Um, and, and the level of effort is, is low. And so this is, this is part of it is, is be, be open, uh, try, try new things. And, and I guess part of it is um, to try uh, little things. Um, you don't have to boil the ocean today, right? I mean, just, just no. little things. Uh, one of my hobbies outside of work these days is uh, is knife sharpening, uh, sharpening <laughs> knives on on, on whetstones. Uh, I mean, not to yes. get in a fight with you. Uh, and well, but there's a there's a lesson that, that comes out of this, which is uh, your your goal when you sharpen a knife is is never to make it perfectly sharp. You can't, right? The goal is only to make it better than it was before you you started sharpening that. it. I love that. I love that analogy. And 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 I think. You know, adoption of tech is is like this, right? Don't don't try to go, um, you know, all in with Salesforce.com and and change your expense structure. Right. right. Uh, it, that's not right, right? But but there might be, um, you know, a dashboard you can look at uh, that's accessible to you that will give you some data that you can learn from, and and th and that I think is what what we're talking about when we think about adoption. And where is the biggest problem here, Michael? Is it is it the getting the buy-in at the agent level, at the producer level, at the the CSR level? Is it leadership? Like where where's the problem? Mm -hmm. Where's the biggest like? Yeah. Like, where's the where's where's the roadblocks? So in in my mind, and and when I talk with agents, this point uh, that you just referenced around leadership, in in my mind, is a big is a big part of this. Um, it, this is, you know, every agency is different. There's no way to sort of uh, make a blanket statement about, about um, you know, this sector. But uh, I do see uh, leadership that, um, well, let, me, let me take a step back actually and say that uh, all companies, large and small, I, I believe are a reflection of, of their leaders. Yeah, um, Or of the leadership say, team. For sure. And, and I think that uh, as a result, leadership really does drive what leaders really do drive what happens further down in the organization. If the agency principal uh, doesn't really care for a new tech and isn't interested in it, nobody in the company will right. be either um, because it will be deemed as important. Um, uh, and and we see that, right? If, if leaders aren't willing to adopt, then they're their people have no interest in adopting either. Um, 
you know, my view on this is, is that uh, leadership is really about, you know, how do you get the most out of people, right? How do you create an environment or create a system where, you know, you're pushing people to, uh, to do better, to evolve, mm -hmm. uh, to um, uh, be creative. Uh, and usually when those systems are in place, particularly around experimentation and creativity and these kinds of things, you know, you, you can set up as a leader systems so that there are boundaries around that creativity and people are, you know, excited to go work with tech and try something new rather than, um, you know, shy away from it because all change is bad, right. <laughs> which is, yeah. which yeah. is often what, um, what we hear. Um, yeah. You know, I, I sometimes get the sense that, um, you know, uh, agency leaders don't want to upset the apple cart. Uh, they don't want to create change in their organization because then, uh, well, it causes some trouble and people won't be happy and they might um, leave and they have uh, my biggest accounts and like, you know, whatever, whatever it could be. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that sentiment. This is a, this is a place where I, I having run an agency, I remember feeling that, <laughs> that pain or that strife around if I do X, why will happen and you have to you have to like we said before you have to start believing in the change like embracing the change um so michael let me let me let me okay so let's let's hit them let's hit them over the head with something like i, I want to give i want people to pick up their pens right now or if they're typing on their computer listening in their car they're pulling over so they can write this down so i kind of want to you made you made a statement uh, when one of our conversations in the past, and I want to, I want to say what you said and then have you tell me what that meant. So sure. Like as far as how do we get them to change? How do we get them to adopt? You said scale, skill, scope, and access to capital. That was kind of you, how you laid it out. So let me say them again, scale, skill, scope, and access to capital. I want people to write those down and then listen to how you sort of play that into this, this whole thing of how do we get people to change? How do we get them to adopt? Talk to me about that, Michael. So those four uh, dimensions are really how we have, you know, we talk about some of the challenges that exist in the independent agency channel, right? Uh, scale is about, um, you know, these are generally small, small businesses. So pr processes can be, uh, uh, no, they don't have economies of scale uh, in, in essence. Um, efficiency can be hard to come by. Skill, uh, you know, in in an in independent agency, um, you know, generally independent agency leaders are great salespeople. They have massive emotional right. intelligence. They um, are not always great business managers. Uh, and and that's part of, of skill. Um, people wear lots of hats in a small business. Um, that's where scope comes. Oftentimes there's more breadth than there is depth. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and then access to capital is around, you know, being able to make the investments in your business that, that will, uh, that will drive growth. Um, and these are these, these four dimensions and the way we, we think about these challenges. Um, these are really the things, uh, to be honest, that, that, the way we think about how Renaissance can, can solve these things, right? Mm -hmm. How do we help create scale? How do we help um, uh, upskill uh, people? Uh, 
in, increase the level of knowledge uh, across these these companies and and give them access to tools that uh, you know they can't necessarily get access to uh, on their own. Um, and so you know this is a bit about the um, those four dimensions are things I think that we look at if we're sort of taking a step back and looking at the 30,000 foot level, these are the things that this sector uh, you know, suffers from in some sense. Uh, when it gets down to um, you know, what's happening on the ground, it, it really is about these small changes that, that you can make, these, these uh, trying to understand a, a piece of data differently. Um, it's those small changes that uh, in the end, um, you know, help resolve some of those some of those issues that that exist in those dimensions you mentioned. And, and I would say this, Michael, um, just sort of a shameless plug for Renaissance, uh, but networks in general, like it, I know agencies that are that just throw their hands up and say, "This all sounds great. I know I need to change. I just don't know how to go." So there's one of two ways: one to what you said earlier, which is just take baby steps, dip your toes in the water. The other thing is to find partners, find whether that's an actual tech mm. partner like a Vertifor that can help you or it's finding a network. And I, I, I give the highest rate reviews for a network like a Renaissance that is, that is out there thinking in terms of scale, thinking in terms of that skill, which I think is you, you hit on something, which is you don't, if you're a principal and you don't have a large enough organization where you can have your own CTO, um, then you start leveraging people like Michael and networks like Renaissance and, and doing things that you didn't even know were possible because you have let other people be part of the solution. I think that's such an important part of this. Uh, and, and like I said before, I'm, I'm a fan of Michael's. I, uh, Michael, I feel like you are the kind of guy that's gonna drive agencies in the right direction, put them on the path to change, uh, to growth, to, not just, I always say, not just surviving, but thriving. So this is great stuff. Uh, Michael, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Is it, is it like LinkedIn? People should follow you there, or, you know, connect with you there. Is that the best place or what, how do, yeah. how do if people want to stay in touch, where, where's the best, where's the best spot? Uh, no, you can definitely reach out on, on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, or you can go to uh, the Renaissance uh, website. Um, I'm there. Uh, it's renaissanceins.com. Uh, and uh, I'd love to chat. Feel free to, to reach out anytime. And like I said, don't go now for everybody out there. Don't go get on another call right now or a meeting and not remember what we're talking about. And if you do need people to lean in and help and partner with, obviously, Michael and his organization, Renaissance, is a great place to start. So, Michael, thank you so much for being on with us. I knew we'd have this kind of conversation. I knew there'd be takeaways for our listeners to take back and hopefully start, you know, just continue to drive forward and help this agency, this independent agency channel succeed. Um, my friend, I appreciate you. And thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much, Rick. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm humbled by all of the support we get. We've got a couple things going on right now. We've got a podcast at vertifor.com as a place where you can go ahead and send questions in because we have a new, a new version of, of the podcast called Ask Rick, where we're answering questions that people are submitting. Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Also at vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click podcast and subscribe there. If you do, you'll be on a list that gets uh, additional content, extra stuff, really cool. And make sure that you and I are connected on LinkedIn. I share a lot of great content there and, and always a place for you to find when we're dropping new podcasts. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you again to Michael Freilich and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.